My name is Riley Murtha, and I am a mindset, self-love, and personal development coach, and also your host. This is Life and Shit, the podcast, where we discuss anything and everything. My intention with this podcast is simple, to create authentic, raw, real, relatable, all-encompassing conversations about life that offer unique perspectives around what it means to live well, what it means to truly feel good, and how we can achieve these things. So thank you so much for being here, and let's get to this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life and Shit, the podcast. It's been a little while. But I wanted to record a short episode with a topic that has been on my mind, on my heart, and feeling really important in my community lately. We've been having some really good conversations around this topic. So we are going to talk about the habit of people-pleasing on this episode and why it is so important that you stop, that we get this under control. Because people-pleasing is something that is understood by society as being a nice person. Oh, I'm just too nice. I'm a people-pleaser. We don't mind identifying with that label because it's viewed as a positive trait. What we need to understand is that it is so destructive. It is one of the most damaging forms of self-sabotage that we find ourselves getting stuck in as humans because when we are putting everyone in front of ourselves when it comes to getting our needs met when it comes to exploring our desires and doing the things that we love if we are always last in line we might feel like a good person but our life is going to lack so much meaning So we're going to have a conversation on this episode about what people-pleasing really is, why we do it, and how to stop. And if you attended my recent free workshop, this will be, this will echo a lot of what we went over. Essentially, I just wanted to create another space for us to explore and, and discuss these ideas because I feel they're so important. So what is people pleasing? I think it's really important that we spend some time defining this concept for ourselves. And my definition of people-pleasing and how it can manifest in our lives is exactly what I said, prioritizing the needs and desires of other people over your own. It's the belief that other people are more important than you, which is it's rooted in low self-worth. Why would we believe anyone is more important than we are? And what came to light through our discussion in our free workshop is that there is a belief that living an authentic, unapologetic life makes you a bad person or that it's not possible to take care of yourself without being mean or without being selfish or without coming across like a bitch. And I think that's the most important part of this conversation. It is possible to be kind and loving and still have firm boundaries around taking excellent care of yourself and making sure that you are not abandoning yourself and not neglecting yourself for the sake of others. It's this pattern of glamorizing 
self-sacrificing behavior that is really destructive. And although we want to do that, maybe if you're a mother and you have children, that's the example that you're setting for them. And that's what they're absorbing. So it's so important that we examine this. Another way that we can recognize this people-pleasing tendency is playing small in, or, in order to keep other people comfortable. You're gonna shrink and minimize yourself to make sure that nobody else feels uncomfortable. And that is not any way to live. Not speaking your truth in order to keep the peace. Not saying what you feel in order to avoid conflict or to make sure that nobody else feels any type of way. Making yourself overly available. Being a yes person. Neglecting yourself to support and care for other people. Saying yes when you mean no and no when you mean yes. If you are making decisions based on how that decision is going to make the other person feel instead of really tapping into your intuition and honoring yourself, that's a dishonest way to live. Losing sight of your own values, your own dreams, and your own goals because you're too focused on everybody else. The big theme that was coming through in our conversation last night was this idea of like, you can't pour from an empty cup. We've all heard that. You can't, when it comes to saving yourself on the airplane, you have to put your mask on first before you can help anyone else. And this same principle applies in this conversation. We have to learn how to be our higher self. We have to learn how to protect our energy and to feel truly good. Because when that happens, everybody benefits from that. So why are we doing this in the first place? This is the, the root, right? And I'm a root person. I'm a Scorpio. So we're going to get under the surface on everything and understand it as deeply as possible. In order to change a behavior, you can't just look at the behavior. You have to look at where this behavior is coming from and why this pattern has been formed in the first place. This is the reason why I'm not in the fitness industry anymore, why we're getting deeper, why we're getting into the subconscious and into the nervous system, because these habits exist for a reason. So when it comes to people-pleasing, the big, the big driving factor for so many people is we just have this fear of losing love. If we say no to people, they're not going to love us anymore. They're going to think we're a bitch. They're going to think we're mean. And if they think we're mean, they're going to reject us or they're going to abandon us. And people-pleasers are grown-up parent-pleasers, right? We learn in childhood that we have to behave a certain way in order to receive approval from our parents. And that's no shade to our parents because they're doing their best, right? But we have learned that we get different reactions when we act this way than when we act that way. And all a child cares about is the love and approval of their parents. So we start putting on these masks and we start performing and we start showing up in different ways in order to manipulate the situation to get the outcome that we want. And then we carry that habit with us as we grow up and as we get into adulthood, which is so detrimental because we have completely lost the plot. We're no longer living life for ourselves. We're living life for the external validation, which is not only exhausting, but it's really depressing when you think about it in that way too, because we don't get anything from the external validation, except padding our ego. 
So we have to connect back into our own motivation and our own value system and our own purpose, passion, pleasure. Like, it's so important. We have been conditioned to have such a deep-rooted fear of being considered selfish or of feeling like a bad person. We don't want to be the bad person, so we're always going above and beyond to make sure that everybody thinks we're nice, thinks we're generous, and thinks we're helpful. We attach our self-worth to these labels. We construct our self-identity around these concepts. Who are you? Oh, who am I? I'm, I'm a really reliable, helpful, generous person. Okay. We need to understand who we are underneath those labels. Those are not who we are. And if we're making our top priority sustaining and maintaining these labels, then we're not being honest with ourselves. And we're not going to be comfortable speaking our truth. And we're not going to be comfortable standing our ground. There are times in life when we have to be a polarizing presence. That is what authenticity is. It's speaking your truth and knowing that it's not going to resonate for everyone. It's going to inspire some and it's going to trigger others and that's okay. We are not responsible for the emotional experience of every other person on the planet. You are only responsible for your own emotional experience. If you trigger other people by what you think and what you believe, that's okay. Of course it matters how you deliver that and that you're coming from a place of love. But it's okay to ruffle the feathers of other people when you're standing in your authenticity and you're living unapologetically. We have such a fear of conflict. We have such a fear of vulnerable, awkward, uncomfortable conversations. We're so obsessed with immediate gratification that we would rather just sweep everything under the rug and live a life of chaos than have the uncomfortable conversation and live a life that feels in alignment. We were never taught how to set boundaries. And so many of us don't even realize that we're doing it because it's all we've ever known and it's all we've ever witnessed until we start to have these conversations and we start to wake up to the fact that, wait, other people have completely consumed my life. I have no time or energy left for myself. I'm getting the leftovers of whatever, like, crumbs may be left behind once everybody else is looked after and oftentimes there's not even any crumbs and that's not right that's not fair you are worthy of living your life for you and it is possible to care for others and care for yourself I think we get into all or nothing thinking around this it's like well I'm going to stop people pleasing so I'm going to become a complete monster a complete sociopath and that's not what we're going for and that's not what's going to happen. It's about finding a balance. You are just as important as everybody else and in fact everybody else benefits when you are well cared for. And the last thing that's really important to recognize around where this is coming from is that as well-intentioned as it may feel, you're doing it for yourself. So much of the time this is coming from a place of ego well, I want to be the helpful one. I want you to think that I can always take care of everyone else, right? It's coming from this almost a savior complex place. It's coming from this 
desire to be needed. Does that resonate for you? You want to be needed. You want to be appreciated. And so you need to be everything to everyone. That's not why people love you. And that is going to encourage people to take advantage of you and to cross your boundaries when you're playing that game. So we want to explore both what the consequences of living this way are and how we can start to exit this cycle. So when we're living this way, we're being, we're, we're being dishonest. We're fucking lying to ourselves about what's important, what we need, what we want, what we desire. We're lying. We're completely neglecting ourselves and we're being dishonest. So when we're being dishonest, we're not expressing ourselves authentically. You are naturally suppressing emotion and you are storing energy in the body, negative energy. When you are not speaking your truth, when you are not doing the things that make you feel good and fulfilled and aligned and happy, you are going to start to feel angry. You are going to start to feel sad and you're not doing anything with that energy. So it, it becomes stuck in the body. Resentment is one of the most poisonous energies and emotions that we can experience as humans. It will poison your relationships with other people. Don't choose the path of least resistance. Choose the path of least resentment. It might require an uncomfortable conversation up front, but it's going to clear the path. It's going to enrich your relationships. It's going to protect your relationships because if you're not being honest and you're building resentment towards your partner, your best friend, your children, that is going to affect that relationship whether you want to admit it or not. We abandon ourselves and we start to live inauthentically. We, we forget entirely who we are and what we're here to do and what we enjoy. We start performing. We start pretending we like this because, you know, it gets us the reaction that we like from other people. And that's a horrible way to live. You're neglecting your sole purpose at that point. You have dreams. You have hobbies. You have passions. And if you're not intentionally creating space for those things, then you're not doing what you were put here to do. You have a gift that nobody else in this entire planet, in the history of this planet, can execute the way that you can. It's your duty to explore your potential. And if you're not, you need to really stop and you need to really consider why that is and if it's worth it. It leads us into burnout. It leads us into fatigue. It leads us into disease and illness, dis-ease. There is dis-ease in the body because you're not allowing a sense of ease by doing what you know that you need to do. It can lead us into anxiety and depression. And one other really important consequence to think about is the fact that you are enabling other people. When you want to be the savior, when you want to be the fixer, when you want to be everything to everyone, you are being invasive. You are implanting yourself in someone else's karmic journey. You are interrupting the lessons that they need to learn. You are robbing them of their growth. At times, we need to let people figure things out for themselves. And when you want to be the savior, you want to play God, you want to have everybody's answers, and you want to support everybody, and you want to be everything, you're getting in the way. You have to take a step back, and you have to know your role. 
So how do we stop doing this? It's so exhausting. It's such an exhausting way to live to think that you are responsible for everybody else's emotional experience and you need to have answers for everybody and you need to be available 24 hours a day because that's why people like you. That's not why people like you. And you're probably attracting people who want to take advantage of you when you're presenting yourself as that person. So the first thing that you need to do is you need to build a really strong, really beautiful relationship with yourself. You need to build a foundation within yourself where you actually know who the fuck you are, again or for the first time. Because if you don't know and understand your authentic values, your goals, your priorities, your passions, your likes, your dislikes, your turn-ons, your turn-offs, then you don't have any ability to ground yourself and protect yourself from slipping into these habits. You're going to please this person over here. You're going to say what they want to hear over, over there. And then you're going to do what you think that you should be doing over there because you just don't know better. And I think that's why a lot of us end up in this situation. So the first step is to spend some intentional time and energy actually getting to know yourself. The way that we get to know others when we date them. I want you to become fascinated by yourself. I want you to become infatuated. I want you to become obsessed with just learning your intricacies and your complexities and your nuances. It's a beautiful journey and you have to be so grounded in this self-understanding in order to protect the integrity of your life. The next thing is creating loving boundaries. Boundaries don't make you mean. Boundaries don't make you a bad person. Boundaries mean speaking your truth and actually saying what you mean, which is so loving. It's so not loving to be dishonest, to not say what you mean, to tell someone what they want to hear just to get the reaction that you prefer. That's not kind. We have to renegotiate the dynamics in our life that are not serving us. We have to look at the boundaries and we have to have those difficult conversations in order to truly create space for ourselves to be who we're meant to be. And the third thing is you have to protect your energy. You have to become so hyper aware and protective of where your time and energy is going. Your time and energy are limited resources. As humans, we tend to believe that we are infinite fountains of energy and time. And it's like, if you're giving all that shit away to someone else for things that have nothing to do with you and your goals, you're fucked. So we have to get this under control. We have to get this under control. The first episode, the first um, session that I do with all my one-on-one -on -one clients, the very first thing that we do, the first exercise is a pie chart exercise. And I get them to do an inventory with me of where their time and energy is currently going. There's 10 categories of life, and I want to understand exactly where your time and energy is going and how that's serving you or not serving you. Because we only have 100%, right? There's only so much to go around in terms of your energy and your time every day, every week, every month, and you have to be so intentional with it. You can't be giving that shit away for free for no reason or for motivation that is impure. When it comes to boundaries, you have to identify the boundary. And if you don't know what your values are, you don't know what you're protecting. 
You're building a fence in the dark with a blindfold on and you just are pretending that you know what you're doing. If you don't know yourself, then you can't set strong boundaries. So we have to first know and identify what is going on here, what needs to be addressed, what needs to be adjusted. Number two, release the guilt. We have to clear out that guilt. We try and avoid it. We try and avoid looking at it or acknowledging it, but you're feeling guilty and that's why this guilt is controlling your life and that's not serving you. So we have to learn how to validate the guilt, process it and release it just like any other emotion. You can't store it in the body. You can't let it control you. You can't stay stuck in it. We have to work through it. And then you need to execute the boundary, which means expressing it, setting it, upholding it. You have to verbally speak your truth or you have to adjust your behavior to reflect this new boundary and then you have to continue to manage that over time. But it's not that simple. We have to do more than understand this, right? Because I think we've all had glimmers and moments of light bulb moments and ahas of, oh my God, yes, I need to get a handle on this. And our intentions are good. But what's working against us is our entire lifetime of trauma around, around this, whether it be micro trauma or big traumas that have put us into a state of fear. Whether that fear is just being a bad person, that is in your nervous system. That is living in your nervous system. So as much as you understand these concepts and these ideas, if you're not working with the body as well as the mind, you can intellectualize this. You can understand this over and over and over. You can read every fucking book on people pleasing and boundary setting. But when it comes down to it and you're in that tight spot where someone's pressing you and you feel like there's something that you need to do in order to please them, your fight or flight instincts are going to kick on and you're going to do the thing that you've always done until you get into the body. You have to integrate these ideas. You have to embody these ideas. We have to heal the nervous system around these ideas. You have to get into the subconscious mind and you have to understand what's in there. You've been programmed. You've been conditioned to live this way. You can deny that if you want, but you're a human with a human mind and there is a lifetime of limiting beliefs and fears that live in the subconscious and until you get in there and clear them out, they are going to control you. The stories that you have not questioned are keeping you in a prison. Not only that, but you have decades of suppressed emotion living in the body, in your energy body your chakras, your energy channels, so many unprocessed experiences live in the body. So it's not just about understanding the, uh, these ideas, it's about getting into the body and offloading all of this excess suppressed energy, all of this stuck emotion, getting the nervous system back online so that when these things happen, you're not gonna get triggered into fight or flight and do the thing that you've always done. Because from there, you're living from fear. And we need to learn how to trust ourselves. And we need to learn how to stay regulated enough to remember everything that we've been talking about so far. All of my programs start with the energy. I want you to become an expert at your energy. I want you to understand it. I want you to get it. I want you to be able to manage your own energy. From there, we, need to, we do need to get into the subconscious mind because 
this human experience is like being born with a backpack and we're being loaded up with rocks into our backpack all of the time and we don't even realize that the backpack is on. We don't even know that it's there. We just know that everything's getting heavier and heavier and harder and harder and society and your partners and your boss and everyone just keeps putting all of this shit into your backpack telling you that you're not this enough and you're too that and something's wrong with you and you should be like this and it's so depleting. So you have to take that backpack off every once in a while. you got to sort through the subconscious and understand what's there and clear out the things that are not serving you. It's like gardening. you got to weed the garden and then you got to keep planting those good seeds so that you're growing what you want to be growing. And then from there, finally, we can look at the behaviors and the actions. But if you don't have the foundation of the energy and the mind and the thoughts, then there's no point talking about changing the behavior. You can just tell yourself, I'm going to stop people-pleasing, I'm going to change this habit. But that's the reason why so many of us get stuck and discouraged and aren't able to really achieve our goals sustainably. And this is why I'm not in the fitness industry anymore. I could tell you to take, you know, take this vitamin, eat this salad, and do 100 squats a day. But that's not going to address the fact that you don't love yourself and that you don't value yourself and that when you walk out of the doors of the gym, you're going to go live in a way that reflects that. So we got to get down to the root. we got to start in these really, really important foundations of understanding the energy, knowing how to regulate our emotions, knowing how to look within the subconscious and identify some of the blockages and the lies that are keeping us stuck. So if you're listening and this is getting you excited about a new way of working through exiting the pattern of people-pleasing or any type of behavior change, this is your invitation to join us inside my coaching community. We are going to be looking specifically at people-pleasing this month. We are going to be deep diving into everything that we've explored in this episode. This episode is a lot of information, but this is surface-level stuff. We are going to be getting into the how. I'm going to be giving you frameworks. I'm going to be giving you exercises to really execute this, to really understand the what and the why of people-pleasing, how to stop it, how to change the behavior, and then how to start living unapologetically, and also how to get to know yourself well enough to even know what that means. Because who is your most unapologetic self? What would your life look like if you had nobody to answer to, if you were completely free of judgment and fear of somebody thinking that you were a bad person or you were wrong for something, what would that complete freedom look like? That is unapologetic living. It's figuring out what fulfills you. What is your most fulfilling version of life? What does that look like? And creating that for yourself, regardless of what that looks like to anybody else. So join us inside my coaching community for October. If you are interested in learning how to really make a change in this area once and for all, we do weekly coaching calls. You get weekly homework to your email. You have access to a ton of exclusive resources and it's a very, very budget-friendly option when it comes to coaching. So send me a DM, reach out if you want to discuss this further. If you're listening to this in the future (laughs) and October 2023 is long gone, no worries. We can still work together 
we can do this one-on-one. We can figure out a way to get you into this work and free you from this habit. Because like I said at the beginning, people-pleasing is the most soul-sucking, destructive, life-ruining habit that we frame as something cute and kind. There's a difference between being nice, being a people-pleaser, which is actually quite manipulative, and actually being a kind, good person. You can be an amazing person and still have really strong boundaries and still say no and still speak your truth and still create space for you in your own damn life. So I invite you to share this episode with someone who may need to hear it. I am so appreciative for you for checking this out, for listening to this episode, for giving this some consideration. And like I said, the invitation is wide open for you to join us inside my coaching community if you want to dig deeper into this topic. But I hope that you've gained something from this episode. I hope that this has shifted a perspective for you in some way or given you something to think about. And I would love to hear from you. Don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is Riley Martha Coaching. If you have questions, if there's something in here that you want to understand further or this shifts something for you that you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. And please also, if you appreciated this episode, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and so we can help this episode find someone else who needs it. Thanks for being here, and I will see you on the next